You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. All right, Madison. We just had the, uh, uh, I guess his last name is Cutler, but we had the promo voice say our name. So this is legit. This is the OKC82 Podcast, everybody. Welcome to... Welcome to the fun journey that is doing a podcast after 82 basketball games and then, God willing, the Thunder make it to the postseason because we do like covering this team and we do like postseason basketball. So this will be a little bit more than 82 games, I think. So uh, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in, subscribing, or wherever wherever you're listening to. Thank you so much and bear with us. It is uh, 1 o'clock in the morning right now after the Thunder's 108-100 <laughs> to 100 loss in Oakland to the Golden State Warriors on ring night. Uh, Madison's just some quick thoughts. I mean, I know a lot of people are kind of happy about the effort that was shown tonight. The Thunder didn't didn't really get blown out, but no, um, you know, I kind of said it, I kind of said it in the post game, post game show on the radio. You can kind of take a moral victory from this in an 82 game marathon of a season, but at the same time, it's still a loss. It is a loss, but I don't think that Thunder fans should automatically feel down about this loss. This was actually a really good fight, and I don't know if it was because the Golden State Warriors played a little bit poorly, which they did, or it was because we played really well, which I also think we did. But I think we had a lot of times where we had a lot of different opportunities that could have easily pulled us ahead that we just didn't execute. But there were also times that Golden State didn't execute as well. I think... This game tonight was a great first game. Yes, it was a loss for us, and yes, it had to be on Golden State's court on ring ceremony night. But we just have we have a lot of games left. We have a lot of season left. There's a lot of time, and we also face them again. So I honestly think we have just as great of a chance as beating them like we did last year twice. And we didn't have Russ tonight. So when we put Russ back in there, I think anything's possible. Yeah, no Russell Westbrook tonight. Obviously, no Andre Robertson as well. Steven Adams, who was a game-time decision, uh, played. Um, I don't have the minutes. Let me see. He looks like he played. And this is great podcasting. He played. Played 36. Uh, 30, he played 36 minutes, and it was a hard 36 minutes to watch. I mean, credit to him. He finishes with 17 points and 11 rebounds, but anybody watching that game could probably tell you he was not at 100%. He uh, gave up a lot of easy putbacks that he normally cleans up. He just wasn't the same Steven Adams, and Golden State certainly uh, took advantage of that. I mean, Steve Kerr really early in the game put out uh, two bigs. Um, I believe he put out Jones and uh, Kevin Looney out there, and Adams really had no answer for that That type of athleticism. I mean, Looney and J- Jones combined for 11 of 18 uh, field goals for 22 points, and it really nullified the pretty good game that Adams had, considering that he was dealing with some back issues. But other than that, um, I'm going to have to disagree with you a little bit. Um, Golden State... I mean, the Thunder certainly played well. Um, they dug themselves a hole that prob- they probably should have been they should have been blown out in the first half. I mean, they Paul George wasn't hitting anything. Schroeder wasn't doing anything. Adams was hurt, like we said. Um, the only bright spot <laughs> off the bench was Hamadou Diallo, who played what eight minutes. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I mean, look at this. I mean, Golden State shoots two for seventeen from three from um, um, for, for the entire game. And that doesn't include Steph Curry, who was 5 of 9 from 3. So Kevin Durant was 0 for 5, I believe. Klay Thompson was terrible, 1 for 8. If these guys just yeah. hit two or three more 
three-pointers each like they would probably normally do. The Thunder sadly get blown out. But again, you don't have Russ. You don't have um, Andre Robertson. Steven Adams isn't 100%. This is the first game with a lot of new guys trying to incorporate themselves into the system. Um, So with all that said, I mean, I was happy with the effort. I was really happy with the effort as well. And you could definitely tell watching that first half that we weren't 100%. I don't even think we were about 90%. We came out real shaky. And I don't know if that's because this is the Warriors and there's always going to be that lingering beef between kind of what's going on on the court and off the court with some of the players. But I also really do want to applaud this Thunder team. They really did put up a fight. Dennis Schroeder. He was someone who really, really impressed me tonight, not only on the offensive end like he usually does, but on the defensive end. He was playing like a seven-foot player out there, and he was <laughs> soaring and fly. He was making real big strides to the basket to get those defensive rebounds. And, uh, you know, Nerlens, he had some really good quick passing out skills, and that's what I was really impressed with because we all know that Nerlens has been a little slow to, like, pick up what we are wanting to see from him and kind of what – the Thunder fan base is expecting to see from someone as big as he is. But I think he has a lot of speed and agility that has really helped on the defensive end. Yeah, he didn't play that much. He only played 12 minutes, but he got seven rebounds in those 12 minutes. He was pretty efficient while he was out there um, for the things that the Thunder really need him to do. Rebounds, set screens, uh, get back on defense, stretch out on defense. He, he played pretty well, and him and him and Jeremy Grant on the floor, um, that kind of nullified the, the twin big lineup that Kerr put out there. Um, but really this game, it was, it was kind of weird because every time, every time it felt like, okay, it's about the floodgates are about to burst open and Golden State's going to balloon this lead to 20. I mean, their, their largest lead was 14. And I think that was in the second quarter, definitely in the first half, but for whatever reason, and I mean, obviously it's because of length and athleticism, but the Thunder have, do a really good job of forcing turnovers against Golden, specifically against Golden State. They have 11 steals to only 14 turnovers tonight. Um, they had five turnovers in the first quarter, so they really, um, um, they really took care of the ball. Um, after the first quarter, um, 11 steals really gave them a second chance opportunities, basically stopped Golden State from taking shots because there was a point in the f- second quarter where Golden State, I think they made shots on a, um, 10 or 11 consecutive possessions. So it was just one of those nights where the Thunder would not die. And they really came to life in the third quarter. I mean, Paul George, who was, like we said, he was terrible in the first half. Mm-hmm. He hits his first six shots. And um, and that includes two for two from beyond the arc. It was just on fire. Dennis Schroeder hit a three-pointer in that stretch. The Thunder eventually took us. Um, they were down 10 at half. Then they took a 69-67 lead um, midway through the third quarter, and Golden State kind of came back. And then it was kind of a back-and-forth and fair. And then the shooting of Steph Curry and the, um, um, the play of Looney and Jones was just too much for the Thunder to overcome. Yeah, and I really think Paul George brought that Thunder team back to life coming out of the locker room at halftime because, like we've said repeatedly, the first half was just lousy. And I I wish I could use a better term, but that's really just very blunt right now. It was pretty lousy. And Paul George, he comes out, like you said, Brady, he was 6 of 6 right off the bat. It was incredible. And I think two of those were threes. And so he really helped to pull the Thunder ahead. They finally took that lead, and you just saw this new energy Unfortunately, I think it not only sparked an energy in the Thunder, but it definitely sparked energy in the Warriors because here they came. Yeah, and that's kind of the that's kind of the thing that Golden State kind of lures you in, lures you into as an opponent is they force you to try and hit shots like Paul George and Schroeder were hitting at the beginning of the third quarter, and 
to the Thunder's credit, they were able to hit those shots. But if you fall in love with them, you could easily, you know, the, the deficit that you're able to come back from, they were down 10. They ended up going um, over two in that span. Um, I think, let's see, with three and a half minutes left in the second quarter, um, Dennis Schroeder commits that um, that silly clear path foul. It didn't really look like he actually touched Clay Thompson, but yeah, regardless. Maybe I'm not seeing that right, <laughs> but I never saw his hand touch anyone yeah well regardless sadly for the uh for the thunder um the official thought otherwise but at that point yeah um golden state led 52 to 39 from that point on into the third quarter oklahoma city exploded on a 22 to 9 run and you know i'm pretty sure billy don's probably going to talk about this in the post game i'm interested to see what he has to say but um that's kind of that is the uh, danger when you're playing Golden State. If you hit shots, yeah, you can beat anybody if you're going to hit shots like Paul Jordan Schroeder were hitting in the third quarter. But once those shots stop, start to um, stop, or excuse me, start to stop going through the hoop, excuse me, um, you have to rely on your offense. And uh, the Thunder, you know, they had a lot of talk in the preseason about playing smarter, playing more efficiently, uh, making quicker decisions, passing the ball, and outside of a few good shooter looks, a, a few good, um, even Patterson, who had a bad game um, shooting, mm-hmm. he still was trying to participate in that Billy Donovan philosophy of trying to make quick passes. Outside of that, it was just a lot of iso ball, and it kind of reared its ugly head again in the second half. They were able to come back because of it, but just in that same breath, they lost the game because they couldn't do anything out, outside of hitting iso shots. Right, and I think the Warriors really did what they do best, and they're not gonna leave without completely going for a fight and I think people joke and say oh you know the Warriors like they're just so used to winning they're pretty nonchalant about everything so the only time they really get worked up is when they do find themselves behind and that's when they try to put up a fight but honestly I just think that they do put up a fight the whole game and it's just way easier for them and like yes the Warriors are going to be dominant this year but you know we like as a as a Thunder organization you know you can't just let them take that lead and keep it you have to fight the whole time and you know the Warriors aren't the only team that's going to do that to them this year so I think they're going to have to really get used to putting up a fight for the entire time they're out there and it just it has to be persistent it has to be the same every single time you just have to put up that fight and I think we did a good job of that today and that's why or tonight and that's why we were only at an eight-point deficit at actually, the final buzzer. Actually, that was yesterday. Oh, that was yesterday. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, we're pushing a one ten a.m. We're now. In the, we're in the future right now. Um, Golly. I mean, yeah, to what you're saying, I mean, Schroeder, Paul George, they combined for 48 points tonight. Paul, I think, had 27. Schroeder with 21. Um, really got going in the second half, like we've been saying. Um, how sustainable is that going to be, you know, in Schroeder's case, Um it's kind of hard to say, especially with Russell possibly coming back next week at some point. You know, that's just that's. I've always assumed Russell was going to come back um, on Sunday for the first that's home game against yeah too. against Sacramento. It kind of just makes sense to sit him down on, on this weird, weirdly long California road trip yeah. with four days off in between their next game on Friday night. So um, that just makes the most sense. Um, I mean, I think we've kind of said it. I mean, players of the game. I mean. Paul George, Dennis Schroeder. Um, if Stephen Adams isn't hurt, you know, I'm really interested to see what kind of um, how the Thunder would would have done 
if Steven Adams was 100% because I don't I don't see Looney and Jones having that much free reign in the paint because it wasn't just put back dunks it wasn't just cleaning up garbage I mean Steph Curry was setting him up setting them up for some easy lob dunks that Noel and Adams had they had no answer for because they were getting drawn to Curry because he was getting by his initial defender and he's going to do that but you know, Ad- we've seen Adams be able um, be able to stop that type of offense, and he wasn't able to, to do that tonight. And I thought um, that, in addition to Golden State just deciding, eh, we don't, we're not going to hit a shot right. <laughs> beyond the arc outside of Steph Curry. Um, I think Quinn Cook was the only other guy to hit one besides Clay Thompson. It was really random. Kevin, it was very random. Yeah, Draymond took a shot, didn't make it. Kevin was zero for five from the three point line, and. Yeah, it, it was a weird game, but... Um, Jermon was quiet tonight. Very quiet. He didn't kick anybody. He didn't scream. He didn't get a technical. No, there were didn't no te- get thrown out. Yeah, there were, no technical, <laughs> there were no technicals in this game. There was no fight in this game. I was a little disappointed. Well, in the first... What was it? The first minute of the game, um, Adams gets isolated on Kevin Durant. And, oh, and yeah. Russell Westbrook screams from the, um, from the sideline to like, pass Adams the ball on that uh, mismatch. And Adams makes a move, all, and then all Kevin Durant does is just reach out his long hand and um, swipes the ball out. Then he just <laughs> stares down Russell. He doesn't get back on defense. He just stares down Russell. <laughs> you gotta love it. You gotta love yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, um, I man. will. I will say. Um, you know, the whole Thunder Golden State drama is fun, but I- I'm kind of glad that we're getting away from the over the top circus that is Golden State Oklahoma City because yeah. you know Golden State is. This is also bad podcasting. They're up here. Oklahoma City is down here. They're certainly trying to climb that mountain to be in contention and to be a threat to Golden State. They're they're not exactly there yet. They might with Russell Westbrook if they've improved from last year. But all that drama for for a team that's winning titles and a team that's getting bounced out of the first round was just a little too much for me. So I'm glad that it's gone. Yeah, I, I really see it fizzling out. And thank goodness, because we're going on year three of Kevin Durant being gone and okay, like, it's time to get over it. Like, we we don't need to keep carrying that out. But to switch the subject just a little bit, what we are going to do on this podcast is we're going to accept questions from people who follow us on Twitter and keep up with all of our updates throughout the game. So, Brady, I'm going to hit you with a couple of questions, and we can talk a little bit about it before we wrap this up. Sweet. So our first question is what we were kind of talking about earlier, as in very recently. Is Steven Adams okay? We know that he was experiencing some what lower back tightness, and uh, yeah, I had a I had a buddy that actually um and you know take this for what it's worth. I had a buddy uh, text me um, earlier today said that he saw Steven Adams at Mahogany Restaurant in Oklahoma City yesterday getting into his uh, vehicle. I don't I I think Steven drives a truck, but I'm not 100 percent sure. He used to drive a truck. Um, getting into his car. And my friend was like, yeah, he doesn't look like he's going to play. Like, he looked like he was struggling to get in. So, um, Steven, certainly, he didn't practice, I believe, on Saturday. Um, We didn't see him on the practice floor, but we had no reason to suspect that he was missing practice or hurt because, Mm -hmm. you know, there are times where players just skip out on post post-practice shoot-arounds and just go right. get hit the showers early. So um, that was definitely a surprise when he showed up on the game notes as questionable. Um, certainly, you know, was healthy enough to play, so you, you don't want to use that as too much of an, ex- of an excuse, but you can you could definitely tell that he wasn't 100%. Um, I think the three, four days off is going to benefit him greatly. He'll probably... he'll 
just based on what my friend told me, what I saw of him tonight, I'm pretty sure he's going to take tomorrow off. <laughs> yeah, that might be best. And, I mean, like you were saying earlier, he did pick up 17 points. He got 11 rebounds. So, I mean, he contributed pretty greatly to the team tonight. But I don't know. I When I was watching the first half especially, and I'm not going to lie, it was pretty much the whole game for Steven. He made some good shots. He saw some good looks. But he looked a little slow. And it was a lot of the time he was right under the right under the rim and he had the ball and instead of like really quickly like getting out of that bind and like doing his hook shot like he's real good at or just laying it up it was more of like a oh like real slow like real hesitant to do anything and it it just didn't look like the Stephen Adams that we saw last season and so I don't know about Stephen Adams right now I mean I wouldn't be totally shocked if I didn't see him play against the Clippers on Friday but I think that might just be like a precaution so he is more close to 100 percent for i mean i mean the good thing for him is there's no deandre jordan in la anymore so (laughs) that Uh, is true uh, by the way that question was from uh, maddie moles at um uh, hopefully i'm pronouncing that correctly at maddie moles pod so shout out to you thank you for that question yeah Um, um actually actually there's a few more um is homie is hamadou diago going to get more playing time you and I were talking about this the entire game, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I'm not trying to say Hamadou Diallo is better than Terrence Ferguson. Obviously, Terrence Ferguson is a little bit more polished in what he's able to do in practice and at times during the game, mm-hmm. more so than Hamadou Diallo. But there is something to be said. When Hamadou Diallo is out there, he makes things happen. Mm-hmm. He makes positive things happen, whether it's getting a hand on the ball after a shot, um, um, forcing an extra possession, getting an offensive rebound, getting a put back. Um, he hit a he hit a free throw jumper, um, got to the foul line, didn't hit his foul shot, um, but he, he just makes things happen. If he's not open, he'll cut to the basket and try to make something happen and try and draw a pass to, um, towards him. Whereas with Terrence, He's basically been relegated to the Andre Robertson um, role where he just stands in the corner and doesn't really do much. He did some cutting here and there, but maybe it was just because he's on the floor with the starters. They're just not looking to him. So maybe if Hamadou Diallo's out there with the starters, uh, John Hammond and I were talking about this during the game, maybe if Hamadou's out there with the starters, he doesn't give you the output that he was able to give um, playing with the bench mob Mm -hmm. because there's just more opportunity and Billy Donovan said that during the preseason that if he's out there with the starters he's not supposed to be trying to score he's supposed to do other things but um I was a little surprised that Hamadou played over Timothy Luau Cabarro who mm-hmm. had a really strong game against Milwaukee to round out the preseason um I th- I think you can be optimistic about his minutes going up here and there in spots moving forward but I mean what did you think see I I agree with you uh, because I know that what Terrence Ferguson does out there is crucial, and he has a year under his belt. He did play with the Thunder team last year, and he played professionally over in Australia. So he does have a lot more experience in this kind of setting than Hami does. But like I was kind of saying on the postgame show just a little while ago with Jerry Ramsey, John Hammond, Chisholm Holland, we were talking about how Hami takes a lot of risks, and he knows his role, but he also, if he sees an opportunity, he takes it. And he has a lot of touches on the ball. He takes the shot if he has it. And tonight he went, I think, two of four, and he only took four shots in, I think, eight minutes he played. Hmm. So, I don't know. I was pretty impressed with Hami. I was very impressed with Hami during preseason. But also, to your point, Billy Donovan is telling us, okay, you guys need to slow your roll on Hami yet. Like, you haven't even seen anything yet, and we also need him to get – 
a lot better on the defensive side of the ball because right now you guys are getting real excited when he does get the ball, but you have to know that he needs to be an all-around player. Yeah, I mean, basically with a rookie, you're always going to look for how scared do they look, how uncomfortable do they look, and for as many mistakes as I'm sure Billy Donovan is going to find in what Hamadou Diallo did tonight, I mean, to the casual observer, he looked like he was playing okay, good, yeah. but I'm sure Billy's going to pick him apart in, uh, in film. But for all those mistakes that he probably made, he didn't look terrified. This was Golden State on opening night. He was not scared. So you've got to be optimistic about him going forward. Um, so, yeah. So thank you again, uh, Matty Moles. And also, oh, you, <laughs> uh, buddy of mine, cousin of mine, oh, you Mensa, or at oh, you Mensa Jr. kind of asked the same question about Hami. So okay. shout out to you as well, my friend. Um, well, with Hami, real quick, you have to always. Also remember that he held Clay Thompson to one of eight behind the arc, and I think Clay was about five and twenty from the field. It was all Hami. It was all Hami. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But when Hami was out there, he was on Clay, and that was a pretty interesting matchup. No, that that was my thing. Um, when when I was saying like how uncomfortable do they look, how terrified do they look? He he held his own against yeah. Clay. Like he got in good position. He didn't commit any silly rookie fouls. I mean, he he basically didn't look like Demonis Sabonis a few, from a few years yeah. ago, where <laughs> in the first he's out there for two minutes and then he already has two or three fouls and has to get yanked. Yeah. So you don't want to make those. Mistakes. Now will Hami continue that? That we'll we, see. we will see. We um, see. You probably don't want to bet the farm on that, but hey, you gotta like what you see out of the rook. <laughs> That's true. No, that's very true. So I think only time's going to tell with Hamadou. And I know that people are getting really excited about him, which I think is a good sign. But you also have to remember that this is a very long season and we have a lot of Hami to see. Yeah. Um, so basically, like, final thoughts. I mean, because it, it was a good game. It, it was a good game. It was a weird game. It was like, a weird game. You know, like we've been saying, because I was just, I kept waiting for the floodgates to open, but Golden State just refused to hit a shot. I mean, I mean, yeah, did the Thunder play some good defense? They played, they actually played a lot of great defense in the second half, and they played a lot of consecutive possessions of great defense, and especially, surprisingly, from Dennis Schroeder, who had a few steals and forced a lot of um, turnovers on Golden State by, by just having quick hands. Um, I, I was a little... I'm kind of embarrassed because I didn't want to be too loud about it, but I'd always kind of said to pe- um, to people in person during the offseason that I, I kind of like Dennis Schroeder as a defender because when he was with Atlanta as the sixth man, he played some pretty nice defense, and then he becomes the starter, and then Atlanta starts to trade pieces away, let guys walk, and the team starts to just go down the tank, and the defense starts to struggle. You can kind of see that. You can kind of expect that, but I'm not saying Schroeder is going to be a defensive stopper, but... I really liked what you like. I um, I really liked what I saw out of him, and especially considering that he's going to be the sixth man when mm-hmm. Russell comes back, you got to like what you saw um, out of him defensively. So, Schroeder's defense, his offensive, of course, we all know that's going to happen. Paul George's second half, his first half was was his first half was as bad was as bad. It, as his last game um, in Game Six against the Jazz, where he was like two of, two of eight <laughs> with a handful of turnovers. It was it was a bad first half, but Paul George certainly came to life, and the Thunder were able to take the lead, um, ultimately relinquish it, lose. An okay, it was an okay was first a, game. It was, yeah. a, it was a pretty good first game. Like, yeah. I wasn't totally disappointed, and we didn't get totally shut out. So um, I don't know if that's something you guys want to count as a success or a total loss. But And I will say this until the day he decides to prove me wrong, but I think Thunder fans should be very excited about Dennis Schroeder because he is – awesome and i am continually impressed by his performance and the way he meshes with this thunder team and it's not 
just because, oh, well, he left Atlanta, so now he's happy to be at the Thunder. No, like, this Thunder team is a completely new team. I think this team is perfectly designed for what he needs to be successful on the floor as a part of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, he's definitely a chucker, but he he only took 19 shots. Um, not, not anything too out of, you know, like, oh, that just a terribly inefficient night. It wasn't that. Um, he definitely played under control. So I think there's a lot of things you should be happy for. Um, the one other thing we didn't really touch on, and we'll touch on it real quick before we get out of here. Um, the Thunder, who were a pretty average free throw shooting team last year, they took 37 foul shots. So kudos to them to getting to the foul line 37 times. I mean, compare that to Golden State. They only got there uh, 18 times, but the difference is Golden State hit 17 of their 18 shots. The Thunder hit 24 of 37 foul shots. So the average foul shooting, they shoot 65% from the line. Um, And, I mean, you just look at the guys that took them. I mean, Paul George with eight. Uh, Patterson with three. Adams with eight. Schroeder with six. um, Raymond Felton with five. It's not as if you're somebody, a bad free throw shooter, is taking up the brunt of all those foul shots. It's pretty well balanced, and just the guys are just not hitting foul shots. And if they're going to be getting to the line over 20 times a game, which is certainly possible with the athleticism that they have, they have to hit foul shots. Mm -hmm. You lose a game by eight points, and you leave 10 points over 10 points on, off the board because you can't hit a foul shot. That's that's something I'm sure Billy Dolan's going to be preaching over the um, over the season. So, yeah, that'll probably, I mean, other than that, any any other final thoughts? Uh, no, not really. Um, I'm, excited. I'm very excited about the season. I think it's going to be great when we have healthy players, and I think hopefully that will be pretty soon. So I'm very eager to see how this team is welcomed to Chesapeake on Sunday. And I think it's going to be great, like a great, it'll be a nice little matchup, you know, for the first home game of the regular season. We're welcoming the Kings. We have Buddy Heald back. I think, you know, that's just going to be kind of fun to see this team come in and see how Oklahoma just welcomes them and kicks off this Thunder season. Maybe Russell Westbrook. My fingers are crossed. <laughs> I don't know about yours, but I guess only time will tell. I can't wait. I can't wait to ask Billy Donovan a thousand times in the next week if he's going to be <laughs> coming back. You and um, everybody else. Yeah. But, uh, but, of course, before that, the Thunder do take on the L.A. Clippers um, in Los Angeles Friday night. Uh, Madison and I will be uh, running the post-game show on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. Um, at some point, probably early Saturday morning after that game. Um, so just stay tuned for that. Also, some quick show notes. Um, we are still waiting for iTunes to approve the dang podcast. Um, <laughs> they take it, They take almost a week. I, I think I submitted it about a week ago, so it should be coming up either tomorrow, the next day, hopefully. Hopefully not too much longer. Um, so as soon as it's up on iTunes, we, of course, will let you know on Twitter, on everywhere that we can let you know. So just look for that. But in the meantime, we are on Stitcher. Um, Google Play, we're also waiting for. They don't take as long as iTunes. They usually take just a day, and I just did that yesterday. So hopefully also tomorrow. Um, and then also on SoundCloud, which is where um, we started it. So um, yeah, just Guys, just please jump on, join. Um, we tweet during the game. We're at all the home games. We're going to go to a handful of away games. We're going to try to at least. So um, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with this. Madison and I are very tired right now. We um, I still we still have some work to do. So um, we're going to have fun with this. But be sure to uh, subscribe, jump on with us, talk to us on Twitter, ask us questions. We'll answer them on air. Um, and yeah, we're going to have fun with it. 
It's going to be great. So, yeah, get ready for the season. It's going to be fun and follow along with us. Yeah, and uh, that'll wrap it up for Episode 1. The Golden State Warriors defeat the Oklahoma City Thunder 108-100. to The Thunder are back in action Friday night against the LA Clippers in Los Angeles. But for Miss Madison Morris, this is Brady Tramp signing off from the OKC82 Podcast. See ya.